got produce, need produce, then find out about a community harvest. If you have extra homegrown produce and are interested in sharing it with families in need, or if you're low income and can benefit from fresh, free produce, then a community harvest is a perfect way to build community while providing healthy food for those in need. The idea is simple. Create an outreach program, collect locally grown produce, distribute it to those in need, and build community in the process, all while reducing dependence or dependency on corporately controlled food. It's good for you. It's good for me. It's great for the environment. And now the Grain Project is launching a community harvest in Santa Ana. Well, here to talk about the Grain Project and the community harvest in particular is Shadi Shariat of The Grain Project. She's going to tell us all about this unique idea and how we could get involved. Get involved. Shadi is a media artist, a world traveler, a yoga teacher, a frame drum player, a gardener, a permaculture designer, and an environmental and food justice advocate. And that's just the first sentence. Born and raised in Tehran, Iran, she now lives in Orange County, where she engages in grassroots efforts in healing communities and rethinking urban living by sharing resources and knowledge. She believes what is needed now more than ever is a comprehensive system of living, a new way of life through reunion with the land and nature for further evolution. She's currently co-director of a Santa Ana-based nonprofit organization, The Grain Project, which promotes healthy, viable, and sustainable communities through urban agriculture and public arts. Amongst other things, she operates the first city-sponsored cooperative garden in Santa Ana called Jerome Learning Community Garden in which the residents have been growing food learning uh, have been growing food and learning sustainable practices and restoring the land and uh, she joins us here this morning in KUCI's mm-hmm. Justice or Just studio so you have just reclaimed the entire studio so good morning Shadi good morning Jared uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, why don't we begin um, the idea of a community harvest what is it and where did you get the idea Um, It's actually an idea that came to us a long time ago, driving around Santa Ana and different neighborhoods and seeing uh, different houses with backyards and front yards with um, full trees, fruit trees that produce abundantly. um, And knowing that uh, every time we, we drove in specifically North Santa Ana, we saw different boxes of um, produce just laying out on the sidewalk. So we just realized that there is uh, that resource that's happened to in the community, but because we are a volunteer-run organization, um, we just we didn't really have enough resources to pull together a program yet. Um, so, and as you mentioned um, earlier, the one of the things that we do is um, operate a community garden in Santa Ana. And so that also has allowed us to see, to perceive and to really observe a need in the community for that kind of uh, um, uh, abundance of food in, in the community. So a lot of people, we gather every Saturday, um, we produce food, grow food, and we come together, learn about each other, and we um, nurture the land in, this, in the meantime. And for the past two and a half years, we've seen a tremendous increase in in um, demanding fresh produce and anything that's grown locally by the residents in in Central Santa Ana. So the garden is in Central Santa Ana, which is a 
in a very um, interesting neighborhood, um, primarily low income um, and uh, very high um, density um, area where a lot of apartment housings and um, so we realized that we ha- there's a need definitely there's a need um, and it, it is a food desert so there's nothing in the area so you would drive for a mile radius and you would not find anything in the area any um, affordable or um, any outlet for um, accessing fresh food or decent food really <laughs> so having that need and perceiving the resource that we have in the community and not wanting to start um, another community garden or an urban farm because of certain logistics and um, having to um, have some access to resources, we just decided to launch this program. But the idea really came from um, just a couple of months ago. We were uh, looking at different options for maybe something called backyard, you know, sharing, food co-ops or things like that. And a program in Santa Barbara stood out, which is called Backyard Harvest. Essentially what they do is they ask for community residents to bring their fresh produce, um, whatever they're growing in their backyard or front yards, um, especially uh, trees, um, because fruit trees um, always provide uh, abundant food sources um, and fruits. And so uh, they they ask the community residents to bring those to them and then they will redistribute those into food banks and different churches and different places where people come f- and um, for food boxes. So, uh, and then we started looking around and searching and we realized that there's so many different programs going on like that. In there's a program in Huntington Beach called Harvest Club, um, OC Harvest Club or something like that. Um, so just knowing that we, uh, for the past five years, the Green Project has been operating uh, on a volunteer-based, um, uh, it's a volunteer-based per- um, organization. So everything that we do has been always without any funding, but the, with the support of the neighborhood and the community there um, who are supportive of what we're doing in the community. Um, and just last month, we were funded finally after five years. And so we immediately launched a program. Um, and it is um, becoming more popular. We're getting more requests. We're getting more demand. We're getting more people who want to participate. We actually launched in um, the program in 1st of April. But as of now, we've produced so much food at the garden. We have people who donate to us um, vegetable seedlings. There's a woman who grows like 300 seedlings um, every month, and so she donates everything to us. So we have the opportunity to plant everything in the ground um, until it becomes food. And then we also have people who bring their produce to the garden, or we go and do the picking for them. You um, know, it's such an easy concept. I mean, we know whether you're you're middle class, whatever that means, or, or wealthy, um, people give to goodwill. People give to the Salvation Army. People might have very conservative politics. They may be, you know, Ayn Rand, you mm-hmm. know, followers who believe, you know, mm-hmm. in this, this twisted sense of social Darwinism or whatever it might be. And yet people are willing to give. Maybe it's because it's a tax write-off. Maybe it's because people give used clothes 
excess materials to goodwill. But when it comes to food, we often drive, as you mentioned, you could drive by a home and see all of the the oranges from an orange tree just sitting on the Mm -hmm. lawn uncollected. Um, So it's, it's really a great idea rather than just donating, you know, used electronics, you know, yesterday's version (laughs) of, you know, windows or whatever to a store to take, you know, food. Now, is there a, are you rushing, you know, trying to beat the clock, so to speak, Mm -hmm. so that the produce doesn't sour or turn? I mean, I would think that that would be an, uh, a challenge in in but maybe not uh it hasn't been and maybe it would be in the future we haven't um really encountered that yet although i think that with certain fruits you would probably have that um right now we're mainly getting citrus and loquats and kumquats and things like that we have a long shelf life right and so I'm assuming that once we get into different kinds of fruits, maybe, you know, stone fruits like apricots and like things like that, that would be a challenge for us. Um, but we have a storage space where we, everything that's <clears throat> being brought up to us goes to the storage where, um, and within, so we, we give out the, the produce on Saturdays after the garden day um, where we work all the way from 9.30 to 2.30, and then at the end of the day, uh, from 2.30 to almost 5, we just give out food boxes, whatever we have available then. Um, And then we also do that on Wednesdays. So, and really just a couple of days for fruits to sit somewhere don't, it doesn't really hurt. Um, Yeah. I want to remind listeners, they're in tune to KUCI in Irvine. This is Justice or Justice, and we are talking about a community harvest that has been launched in Santa Ana. It is uh, a really great idea where individuals with uh, extra produce that they've grown themselves uh, can donate the produce to uh, the community harvest, which uh, can then be distributed to individuals uh, in need of produce. You know, Santa Ana is such an interesting, we we're talking off the air, Santa Ana is such an interesting mm-hmm. city. Orange County has a reputation for, you know, being so posh and, you know, fashion island and the beaches and so forth. And yet uh, Santa Ana has pockets of both extreme wealth and extreme poverty. So it's almost, you know, the perfect city. You know, it almost serves as a microcosm for, uh, you know, the the extremes between the rich and the poor throughout the country and uh the fact that you could have people um, living in excess just blocks away from people, mm-hmm. you know, living in in need. Um, how do you do you recruit individuals from from both sides, or do they find the community harvest or the grain project? H- how does the outreach take place? Right, that's a good question. Um, we have been lucky enough to have a huge uh, database of people who. Uh, are in contact with us through we ran the farmers market the first city sponsored farmers market um, back three years ago in Santa Ana and so from that we sort of linked with uh, a lot of people who were concerned with um, or interested in the local food movement and and we also 
the way the farmer's market was set up was that it catered really to the low-income families. So we had um, people who could come and use their food stamps, people who could come and use their um, women, infant, WIC, uh, which is called, it's a program called WIC, um, coupons, and we had uh, senior citizen discounts. We had, so a lot of uh, kind of components where it really drew a, a different crowd that farmers market usually do in <laughs> in today's um, societies. And yeah, so I usually think a farmers market is is more expensive than more any. <laughs> expensive, and it's a way for nice city folk to feel like they're getting in touch with exactly uh, their primitive with, the, with their side. farmer. There you, you know. Go, right. <laughs> Um, but so the farmer's market in Santa Ana was really different. It was set up in a different way. It was really a showcase of, you know, communities like arts and culture. So we had a lot of local bands who uh, came out and, and played music. And uh, we had different things for uh, really the, the surrounding communities and especially the central Santa Ana low-income neighborhoods to be able to participate and be a part of the, the, far, the farmer's market. And so... Now having um, and operating the the community garden has helped us to kind of, um, I guess, locate those who are in need because they're really in the vicinity of the garden. When you walk around, you see just housing, um, really dense apartments where people have really low-weight jobs. And so... Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I meant low-wage jobs. Right, right. <laughs> and then, um, they have long um, sh- up shifts, like 30 to 40 hours a day, or not a day, but like, you know, throughout. So they go to work maybe 3 in the morning, and they get out three days later. So this is the, you know, work shift. And so it's like a very um, interesting uh, city in the way that um, the central Santa Ana is very much sort of, um, separated from the rest of Santa Ana and has a unique characteristic into it built because of the whole gentrification of North Santa Ana and downtown and with the rest of the county. Yeah, there's so many addresses that um, I think Orange Countyans see that it says Santa Ana and you arrive there and you thought, boy, I thought this was Irvine or boy, I mm-hmm. thought this was Costa Mesa or boy, I thought this was, you know, uh, orange. Right. You've got some, some very wealthy communities that that skirt um, Santa Ana and, you know, when it's where the, you know, the 405 and the 5, you know, all of the different uh, freeways kind of mm-hmm. surround Santa Ana that it's very easy to just drive right by it right. and not get into the, the heart the of heart it. The heart of it. And uh, so... It, it's it's really interesting. The, the you know you touched upon something that I think is is really telling, and maybe we could expand on it. You know, it's difficult. Um, we've touched upon community gardens on this program many times, mm-hmm. so I'm sure listeners are familiar with with the idea. But you know, I think sometimes it's easy to forget that when when you rent, you don't necessarily have your own backyard to grow your own food. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are poor, you don't have the time to uh, work on growing uh, tomatoes or herbs mm-hmm. or vegetables and, and so forth. And so we often forget that one of the, 
the differences between lower class and middle class or upper class, aside from all the perks of, you know, free time and electronics and, and posh living is uh, life expectancy, health, mm-hmm. uh, diabetes, all of these different things. So um, what are some of the health benefits? I mean, we just, you know, of a community garden and of this kind of program, how will people benefit just in terms of their daily health? Hmm. I mean, without being a medical doctor, I mean, what are, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's, I can um, think of any aspect of a garden, a community garden, and think of health, which would be the the major component of, of having a community garden. So not only you have direct access to food that you yourself are growing, um, or someone else is going for you with love and care and coming together and a sense of community, but also uh, by you really working on, on the land and getting your hands dirty and like really breaking a sweat on. Um, we have uh, kids who come to the garden and there's a playground right next to the garden. And on Saturdays, you don't you rarely find kids in the playground. They're all of them are in the garden working. Um, younger, and, they're not, and they're not playing video games. They're, they're not, not playing watching video TV games, exactly. And, exactly. and they're also getting uh, a sense of you know, ownership, which is really mentally healthy. And so they feel like they're, this is their, their space that they can get to do what they want to do. They can design different things. They can learn different things. And it's really they're self-directed in that way. Um, we have... Uh, senior citizens who come to the garden use the garden as a healing space where um, really nurturing and taking care of certain things and really being able to connect to the younger generation and having, building a sense of, uh, again, that kind of like connection with, with the younger generation. And so also I think one of the most important things to me is that when you're growing something and you're caring for it, that food is providing all the nutrients that you need in your body for you. And so you're not going out and getting, um, uh, you're understanding the importance of having, eating fresh fruits and vegetables. When you know what's when in you, it. Right. You know, when mean, what's exactly. You know, it's, it's interesting because I'm sure by now listeners of this program have figured out that uh, I'm a proud vegan <laughs> and uh, I certainly uh, boast and brag about it when I, uh, when I, when I teach. And uh, a lot of the time, you know, my students will ask, well, what is tempeh or what is, you know, tofu? <laughs> and I'll try to explain and, and they'll say, well, that, that's just, that's gross. I don't, you know, sometimes <laughs> they'll say, I, I don't, I don't understand, you know, I don't say tenets. Well, it's, it's wheat and this and that, and yeah. I can't quite describe it and I'll say, well, why are you putting something in your body that you don't even know? And I'll see that they've got like a Mountain Dew <laughs> thing on, and I'll pick it up and I'll say, you know, what's Guam gum or, you know, what's, <laughs> you know, mono, trisulfate, whatever. Right. And it's like when you grow uh, food, you know what's going in in your body. Yes. And uh, now the, the $30,000 question is, is all of this produce organic? How do we decide 
you know, if, if someone's using miracle Grow or, mm-hmm. or I don't think miracle Grow has pesticide in it. I don't know. If, if someone's mm-hmm. using, you know, some kind of backyard, you right. know, um, spray, what's right. the, I forget, Roundup or, mm-hmm. or any of those mm-hmm. um, wonderful things, uh, <laughs> quote unquote, uh, is the food organic? How does that work? Well, the food that we grow in the garden is definitely organic. And we have... Uh, so anyone who's interested in participating in Community Harvest um, is um, requested to fill out a form which uh, amongst a lot of questions about what kind of fruit trees, what time is a good time to harvest, what time is a good time to come and pick you know, your fruits or things like that. There's a question that asks um, whether they use any um, chemical or like pesticides or things like that. And we don't, we, of course, we would accept the, the produce and there's a, there's a different pool that that produce goes to. And so people would know that, okay, this, this, this batch here is um, not necessarily organic and the other one is organic. So there's an option um, for people who are uh, the recipients Mm, but there's but probably not genetically modified tomatoes. There's probably not a trout tomato in, in any well, of that. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Right? <laughs> let's hope. Who knows not with Monsanto <laughs> getting true. everything. That is true. We, um, I don't even know what organic and like what, yeah, I mean, organic yeah. really, what, even if it says organic now, it could be genetically modified and you wouldn't know it because right. USDA doesn't require any labeling. For and there's so much cross-pollination. Right. That's why I, I sometimes prefer the word natural. It just yeah. sounds a little bit more honest, I suppose. And less formal. And less formal. I don't, I don't know if I can trust USDA. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, let's, uh, okay, so we've looked at some of the, the health benefits, both mental health mm-hmm. and, and physical health. Um, the slogan, uh, you know, buy locally. Mm-hmm. Um why is buying locally important, both either for, for or, or not even buying locally, but just acquiring? I mean, that's the mm-hmm. beauty of, of the community harvest is mm-hmm. that it's not costing people anything. It's not, right. it's not providing yet more resources to uh, a Whole Foods mm-hmm. or uh, as much as I love mothers, it's not providing, you know, it, it's not, you don't have to have money to live, to eat properly. Right. Um, but so aside from, from that, what are the, the benefits of, uh, let's just say, acquiring shopping locally? Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and growing locally. Right. Well, I think that if I am a firm believer in um, community building and really strengthening our communities by really tapping into resources that we have in the community. And so if and really by creating these nodes in each community then you can have you can strengthen the whole region by having um options locally you're reducing transportation you're reducing um waste of a lot of natural resources that uh, otherwise we um have to count on um for shopping you know, either online or like you, you at least like you might get it cheaper, but then you still are paying for shipping and you know transportation and so so forth. And then you also, uh, once you start seeing the different um, uh, resources in your community and really tapping into, you know, your 
your food sources, your, um, you know, getting um, uh, your like sources for education, sources for this and that. There's so many different things that we need on a daily basis. So if you can reduce your use um, to just your local surrounding, your this is one person um, building something around um, himself or herself and having that be an example for other people. And I think one of the amazing things is that since we've started with the Green Project and this program and the garden, we've grown into a really self-sufficient entity as an organization. So we get a lot of things that we... Amazingly, we're getting donations from Agonaga, which is a soil company in, you know, in, um, that provides compost and provides you know, like fertilizer, all natural organic. And we get some seedlings from a woman who's growing seedlings in the, in the neighborhood. We get, we get seedlings from a like, Flowerdale Nursery who's providing also free um, fruit um, tree pruning for um, people who participate in the Community Harvest Program. And we've come to know uh, our lawyer in the community who's interested in the work we do. And so it's, we're building a community with just local um, things around us and also understanding that buying or acquiring locally is a way uh, to redesign and rethink the our urban living or urban reality because that's really the only way that you can start from changing the way we perceive um uh, our basically daily living needs i love <coughs> the uh the way you uh, have a play on words with uh community or it's mm-hmm. not a play on words as much as it's uh the the you in unity is capitalized <laughs> so you see community but you also really see the word unity stand out uh if you're just joining us we are talking about a community harvest in santa Ana that has uh recently sprouted up if you will um we're speaking with shadi who is uh one of the organizers of the community harvest and uh one of the uh, directors of the Grain Project. So let's expand a bit uh, in the time we have and uh, tell our listeners a bit about the Grain Project, which mm-hmm. kind of oversees the, the community harvest. Is right. that correct? So um, I wanted to kind of talk about just um, Santa Ana a little bit because I feel like Santa Ana is such an interesting city where um, although it is in the... Um, the richest counties in nation. It's um, it's ranked the uh, fourth most highly um, or densest um, populated city in um, in the nation, and uh, it's also the hardest city to live in. One of the hardest cities to live in, um, according to the Rockefeller Institute. Um, and so, it's very interesting how we we see a disparity and disconnect with, with within the community of... Sorry, <laughs> no, my I'm chair joking. just collapsed on me. I was that. like, where are you going, to? I wish the back keeps... I keep trying to talk into the microphone in the back of the chair. It keeps slipping. Anyway, let's keep going. Well, I'm glad you're still here. You gotta love community radio. So, um, and really that was what 
sprouted the green project. A few local residents of Santa Ana perceived that and wanted to come up with a way to sort of fill the gap, really, um, as you will. And so a few residents came together and created the green project and started the farmer's market, which I explained earlier that it was a showcase um, for the community, very accessible to um, also lower-income communities that reside in Santa Ana. And um, so from there, from having the farmer's market, the grain project started growing and expanding and coming up with different ideas and programs. So we started uh, working with some schools and um, really encouraging school gardens, encouraging um, uh, proposals for community gardens and, and open spaces and public arts. And so slowly it's coming together. And I think uh, for some reason, when we first started five, six years ago, it wasn't really picking up. So people were still like, a community garden? Or why would you need a community garden? Or like, it, hey, it just, just go to the store and get, yeah. get you know, go to... Go to uh, you know, Armstrong Nursery and, <laughs> exactly. you know, get some perennials or whatever. <laughs> or, and now everyone, there's the, the community gar- gardens and, you know, like edible landscapes or native landscapes are buzzwords now. And that's why I feel like now we're gaining a certain relevance to the community, to the immediate community. And so we're grateful for that and grateful for the support. And really the intention is really to, uh, as is the, Grain Project's mission statement is to promote really viable and healthy communities where um, uh, you have a sense of unity in, in, in the community. And that's why unity for us is, is, a, is an important aspect of it, which means unity in um, the uh, economic power, unity in you know, social um, status, unity in everything. And so it's, it's sort of this idealism that we <laughs> would like to see and ho- like hopefully things like this in the future wouldn't be special programs. They would be just natural things that would happen and occur in any community. Um, and so... <laughs> yeah. What about uh, the public art? There's a, a link on uh, the website, which we should point out is grainproject.org. Uh, grainproject.org and uh, it's got some links to uh, information about community gardens, uh, news, and then public art where uh, that's that's pretty exciting. I love murals. Mm-hmm. Um, I love mosaic murals, mm-hmm. which it looks like some of that might be, but mm-hmm. um, uh, are there any, is that an ongoing camp once you you find a place where it's it's viable and and so right. forth and how do you gather artists and and so forth right i mean that's a component that we haven't really expanded on just because of um everything else that has been going on um although we have a mural by the garden um where we started the garden and that started we we did that the first day of the build day um so we had artists who've been in contact with through the downtown Sanana and artists who have studios and have been interested and um, have been really supportive of the garden. And then we also have done other projects, but they've, public art is really a very interesting uh, component because you have to have the city support and um, you have to have logistics all figured out to be able to do projects like that. And of course, funding is a huge part of it. And 
since all of our work have, has been volunteer-based, we have not really expanded on, on that component, but we are definitely open and we have artists who work with us and are supportive of us and um, actually we have we have a small trailer at the um, the by the garden and that's our office and that's where we operate from kind of like KUCI exactly <laughs> and so that's why I love being here for those, who listen, like yeah. for those who listen and think we're at the, t- <laughs> the penthouse of some <laughs> some building here at the med school at UCI that's not the case <laughs> Um, We're about to slide off the hill, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much our our uh, um, situation there too. <laughs> and so, we we have uh, artists who are interested in doing a mural on our uh, trailer, and so we have that going on. in In a few weeks, I think it's coming up. I think it's June something. So, um, and that will be a mural type work which is the entire um trailer would be would be painted and Mm. with arts and so and then of course we have things that uh, kids do at the garden with um stained glass and broken glass and just make different signs and things like that um and but we're definitely open and interested in expanding on that um, now that we have some funding and the (laughs) the word public i find redundant when speaking about art because what's the purpose right, of art? Exactly. It, I mean, it, you know, when people... It's out there. It you know, should be out there. Every, every time there are these auctions where they're auctioning off, you know, some, some artist's, you know, masterpiece and, you know, some fool is spending, you know, <laughs> zillions of dollars so that this person could, could claim it as his or her own. And, and right. I mean, I just, that bugs me. Well, uh, how can listeners get involved? It's an all-volunteer operation. So certainly we want to give uh, people out there an opportunity to get involved. Uh, what kind of folks do you need? Certainly artists and, mm-hmm. uh, and other folks, um, probably people who have extra, extra uh, supplies or, or how do people get involved and what are you looking for? Uh, well, we're looking for a variety of different skills and type and just like people who are interested in any kind of work in gardens and farmers markets and office work and gleaning neighborhoods and finding low income residents and um, and also in finding um, artists who are willing to work with us and get things going in 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 terms of having uh um kind of like arts that is is really drawing the neighborhood and promotes the culture and the 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 unity of the um of the community and so we're always constantly looking for uh people who can help us in um different ways it could be if you're a grant writer please like you know like join us like we'll definitely if you are good with organ organization organizing we need you if you're good with communication going out in the neighborhood and promoting we definitely need you if you're an artist who uh are interested in um the things that we do or the the culture that exists in Santa Ana which is very unique and very different from anywhere else um in Orange County that I've been to uh, we definitely need you, and and the way to get a hold of us is by um, going to our website or calling our office. So going um, our um, website address is www.grainproject.org, um, and then you can have uh, 
if you click on, volu- uh, I think there's a link for volunteer. It says volunteer and donate. Yes. And then also if you go to the news section, there's a, there's a link to also get, um, so there are um, square um, boxes where you have got produce, need produce and want to help. So if you click on got produce, there's a form for you to fill out to be able to participate in community harvest um, as a donor or as a grower. And then want to help is also a link to, again, to volunteering for us. Um, so if someone like me who himself rents and uh, doesn't have the time to uh, to build uh, a community garden or a backyard garden but mm-hmm. wants to get involved, I don't need to necessarily right away have a green thumb or have extra Not produce. I could could use my my uh, elbow grease and, uh, <laughs> and get involved or... or you know, donate a car to deliver, you know, you, you know, use uh, a tank yes. of gas to, to deliver. Yes, that'll be actually really helpful. Um, but we, it's, there's a reason it's called Learning Garden, because we don't expect people to be gardeners when they come there and volunteer. This is, I'm learning, everyone else is learning, and we all are sharing what we know and what we um, can do. And really in the process, we get to learn um, everything from building soil, growing food, and um, really building community and understanding diverse culture of Southern California because we get a, a very interesting mix of people who come to the garden from the neighborhood, from the uh, Green Project volunteers. And so um, we get a lot of students who come to the garden and want to learn and um, intern with us. And so it's, it's an amazing um, resource in the community. And we're open for sure on Saturdays, 9.30 to 2.30. And where exactly should volunteers go? So um, the garden is located on Rate or McFadden and Rate. Um, it's the corner of McFadden and Rate. There's a park called Jerome Park. So the garden is um, inside Jerome Park. It's, um, I think it would be the, the south east corner of the park (laughs) (laughs) to just visualize it for a minute (laughs) so um and the address is on the website also it's um i think it's under news um we definitely need some help with our website as you can see too so if you (laughs) if you're good with um building websites definitely let us know um and so we are there Rain or shine on Saturdays, 9.30 to 2.30, and then we're hoping to extend our hours to Wednesdays. Um, and some Tuesdays we do maintenance work, but it's not a regular set time. Um, and so the park is the southeast corner of uh, Jerome Park. It's 2115 West McFadden. You don't you need to have a green thumb. So uh, my thumb's getting green, but if you're like me... <laughs> I always go back to the nursery where I got some some little seedlings, and I, I always ask why they sold me weed seed seedlings rather than the produce, because it always ends up being a weed, but that's okay. Uh, so <laughs> well, maybe uh, it's just in in the soil, <laughs> or it's me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, you want to check out the website? It's www.grainproject.org, and uh, do get involved. It's a great way to uh, cultivate not only produce but community. So, Shadi, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much. And we'll be back to wrap up right after this.